Chapter 24 of The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Gurber. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Recorded by J. Allen Brown, Rockwall, Texas. Chapter 24 The Jamestown Men. After several weeks of captivity, Captain Smith bargained with the Indians to set him free in exchange for a certain number of trinkets and one of the bright brass cannons they had seen at Jamestown. This settled, he wrote a letter to the colonists, telling them what trinkets they were to give the bearers, and warning them to be sure to shoot off the cannon in the Indians' presence, so that they should not dare carry it off. Having finished his letter, Smith gave it to his captors, bidding them take it to Jamestown. He added that it would tell the English what they wanted, and that they would hear the big noise which came out of the bright log, cannon, they coveted. All this, of course, seemed very mysterious to people who did not know how to write. So they set out for Jamestown, full of curiosity. When they saw that the white men, after looking at the letter, gave them all the trinkets they had bargained for, they were amazed. Then they tried to lift the bright log and were surprised at its weight. Motioning them aside, the colonists next shot off the cannon. The loud noise and the fact that the cannonball splintered a good-sized tree filled the Indians with such terror that, as Smith had foreseen, they refused to touch it again. When they got back to their camp, they let Captain Smith go, and he bade a friendly goodbye to the red men from whom he had learned all he could during his short sojourn in their midst. Free once more, Captain Smith used all his energies to get enough grain for his friends, but had it not been for the Indian girl Pocahontas, the colonists would probably have starved to death. Several times in the course of that first hard winter she brought them game and corn, and thanks to her pleading, her father Powhatan became quite friendly and supplied their most pressing needs. In 1608, more colonists came over to Jamestown in search of gold, but they, too, were gentlemen, and intended to remain only a short time. They unfortunately discovered some pyrites, and in spite of all Captain Smith could say, there was no talk, no hope, no work, but dig gold, wash gold, refine gold, load gold. The result was that the vessel in which they had come was sent home laden with worthless dirt, instead of carrying a cargo of lumber, sassafras, or furs, which could have been sold in England for considerable money. The only man who did not share this thirst for gold was Captain Smith. He continued his explorations and made a complete map of Chesapeake Bay to send back to England. Then, the governor having sailed away with a fool's gold, and the others having proved bad managers, Smith was soon chosen to be the head of the colony. He began his work by making a few very strict rules, which all the colonists had to obey. The fine English gentlemen, who had spent their time playing bowls in the streets of Jamestown, priding themselves upon never having done any labor, were now told that if they would not work, they should not eat. To stop the constant swearing in which these men freely indulged, Captain Smith next ordered that a can full of cold water 
should be poured down any offender's sleeve. This soon put an end to profanity, and by the time a third set of colonists reached Jamestown, it was quite an orderly community. Two women came out with these last-mentioned settlers to make real homes in Jamestown, the first English city in what is now the United States. The same ship also brought over presents from King James to the Indian king Powhatan. These were a bed, basin, and pitcher, a coat trimmed with gold lace, and a crown. Powhatan was therefore solemnly invited to Jamestown to receive these gifts and be crowned. The Indian chief was greatly pleased with his fine red coat, but no one could make him understand that he must kneel to receive his crown. Finally, in despair, the colonists standing on either side of him leaned so heavily upon his shoulders that they forced him to bend the knee before the governor, who quickly crowned him. To the savages' great delight, drums were loudly beaten in honor of King Powhatan. But when the cannon was shot off too, the newly crowned king of Virginia was so amazed that he almost fell over backward. When he had recovered from his fright, Powhatan gave the governor his old moccasins, or shoes, and a tattered and dirty robe of raccoon skins, telling him to send them to King James in return for his gifts. End of chapter 24